we sit as we listen to our readings from Holy Scripture. First reading this morning is a reading from the first book of Samuel. The boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called to Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place, now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And this morning's psalm is Psalm 139 with the response, I will thank you because I am marvellously made. I, I will thank, thank you because, because I am marvellously made. made. Lord, you have searched me out and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You trace my journeys and my resting places and are acquainted with all my ways. I will thank you because, because I am, am marvellously made. Indeed, there is not a word on my lips, but you, O Lord, know it altogether. You press upon me behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain to it. I will thank you because I am marvellously made. For you yourself created my innermost parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will thank you because I am marvellously made. Your works are wonderful and I know it well. I will thank you because I am marvellously made. My body was not hidden from you while I was being made in secret and woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my limbs, yet unfinished in the womb. All of them were written in your book. They were fashioned day by day, when as yet there was none of them. I will I make thank you, because you because I am marvellously made. How deep I find your thoughts, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I were to count them, they would be more in number than the sand. To count them all, my lifespan would need to be like yours. I will thank you because I am marvellously made. And our second reading this morning is from the book of Revelation. 
I saw in the right hand of the one seated on the throne a scroll written on the inside and on the back, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. And I began to weep bitterly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders a lamb standing as if it had been slaughtered, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of the one who was seated on the throne. When he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell before the Lamb, each one, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Then sing a new song. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slaughtered, and by your blood you ransomed for God's saints from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests serving our God, and they will reign on earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand as you're able to receive the gospel. Alleluia, alleluia. Christ was revealed in flesh, proclaimed among the nations, and believed in throughout the world. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote. Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you come to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Please sit and pray that I speak and you hear in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
So today we continue in the season of epiphany, the season of appearance, manifestation of Jesus Christ in the world. And I'm sure you've heard people saying, I've had an epiphany. They had a moment of sudden revelation. Something came to them and they realized that is what it means. And the Greek word indeed for revelation from our reading today from Revelation Apocalypse implies the uncovering of secrets. And the secret of God are contained in the scroll, says the book of Revelation. And that scroll is the human history as told throughout scripture. And the only one worthy to reveal the secrets of the scriptures is the one who is their subject. Jesus Christ, who is the son of David, that conquering lion of the tribe of Judah, the Lamb of God, who still bears the wounds of his passion, the Lamb of God who was slain for us, who was sacrificed for us. And Revelation invites us to remember that our personal faith, our communal faith, is a small part of a big canvas on which all human history resides. All human history as told to the scriptures, all hope, all suffering, all calling. And today we have stories of the calling of the prophet Samuel when he was a young man, the calling of Jesus' disciples. So I invite you, as we go through the calling of Samuel, of Nathaniel, to find in ourselves, in our community, space for God to be revealed to us, for the word of God to be revealed to us, for God to call us into service here where we are and wherever you are, those of you who are joining us online. So we've joined Samuel as a young boy who is in the temple. You remember his mother, Hannah, praying for a child. She said to God, if you give me a child, I will lend him back to you. So Samuel was there in the temple. He served in the sanctuaries of worship. And it says, the reading says, in those days, the word of God was rare and the visions were not widespread. In what days? In those days at the end of the judges, the time of the judges in Israel. And then Samuel came in between before the kings because the Old Testament books go, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, kings. So Samuel is in the middle there. So it was in those days and the book of Judges said, everyone did as they saw fit. And that's how the end of Judges summarizes that era of Israel's history. Everyone did as they saw fit. So this is the sort of time we are talking about in those days. And the word of God was rare. Visions were not widespread. So people weren't talking of God revealing God's self to people. They didn't know what God expected of them. 
because there was no revelation of who God was and what God was asking of them. There was no communication from God without reference to that means of communication. Because if we are seeing, if I say, I know God has called me to this. And you say, well, how do you know God has called you? I may try to explain that, but I know how I heard the voice of God talking to me. So there was no kind of word of God like that coming to them in those days, or people saying, I've had a vision from God, and I know this is what God is asking of me. It says also that Eli, the priest with whom Samuel was staying in the temple, he wasn't seeing very well. And you remember when Samuel's mother was praying in the temple and he thought she was drunk. He said, what are you doing here? What, what kind of behavior is this? She said, Father, I'm not drunk. I am praying for a child. And should God grant me the wish, then I will lend the child back to God. And him not seeing suggests that his spiritual eyesight was also poor. Because Eli, the priest, he was trying to convince his sons of their responsibilities, their opportunity to minister to people, but they refused to listen. And so contrast this, their selfishness, with this young Samuel who hears and sees what no one else could hear and see. And he is the point, he's the focal point of our story. And this hints to Samuel's life as a prophet later on, when he's called a seer, someone who sees on behalf of God. So we can liken the state of the people to spiritual darkness, spiritual blindness. But the reading says that the lamp of God was still burning in the darkness. So there's a lamp behind me there in the sanctuary. And Leviticus says, a light was to burn in the sanctuary of God from evening until morning. So the lamp was there saying to us, well, although the people's faith became to such a low depth, you know, they're in darkness, they're blind, the flickering light of God was still there, or the presence of God still flickered among the people. God did not abandon them, but God was still with them in this darkness, in this spiritual blindness of theirs. And now God is going to fan this flame. A new thing is going to happen. So God calls Samuel. Samuel is a young boy, but God is calling him now into service as a prophet. And in the Bible, when your name is called twice, Samuel, Samuel, you respond, here am I. It's a common way of describing encounter with God and someone who's willing to obey God in this calling to which God is calling them. We have examples of this in Genesis with Abraham. God calls him twice, he says, here am I. Again with Jacob, further on in Genesis. 
Jacob, Jacob, he says, here am I. And of course, with Moses in Exodus. And so it implies that an improper response means that the person is not in a right relationship with God. But I don't think God waits for us to be in a right relationship before God calls us. If God calls us and we say yes, then we will get our lives in order. That's the hope. So Eli recognized that God was calling Samuel. And the reading says that Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of God had not yet been revealed to him. It doesn't mean that Samuel didn't have a relationship with God. But that calling, that word of God, that will be revealed to him, to call him into the presence of God, into the service of God as a prophet, had not yet taken place. And so Eli said, when you hear the voice again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Because Samuel couldn't recognize the voice of God. Three times he ran to Eli. Father, did you call me? And sometimes we too need, however holy and spiritual and faithful we think we are, we too need someone to help us to see God being revealed in our lives. We too need someone to help us to hear what God is calling us to be and to do. And when Samuel responded, he didn't say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. He said, speak. Your servant is listening. So he recognized it was God. And the response says that he is ready to be obedient to what God is asking of him. And later on in the bit we didn't read, we know that God spoke to Samuel about the downfall of the house of Eli and the inauguration of a new priestly line. And Samuel, as I said before, is between the judges and the kings of Israel. And it's an important link because later on, we're going to learn that Samuel's own sons were as unworthy of continuing his leadership as Eli's sons were unworthy of continuing his ministry. And so we look now at God calling his disciples. So Jesus had called Andrew first, and he brought his brother Simon, and Jesus said to Simon, Simon, son of John, you are going to be called Cephas, Peter, the rock on which I will build my church. And Philip said to Nathaniel, oh, we found the Messiah of whom the scripture is talking about. And I don't know if it's a cheeky response, we could say that Nathaniel said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? So we're not yet 40 days from Christmas. So we know that the Lord, our savior of this world, came from Nazareth. But I guess Nathaniel's question is a bit deeper. Can God emerge out of a village that's on the edge of beyond? Can God come out of such a small, insignificant place? Could God be identified with these locals at this particular time? 
And so Nathaniel's question is reminding us that this whole big picture, this canvas, the scroll fits within a frame. Whether it's a frame like this, the frame, these, these screens you're looking at, it fits within a frame, a local frame, a particular frame. May not be so unremarkable. It's chosen by God. And that's good news for us because it means too that God can choose us. We too can be chosen by God. And so Nathaniel's question reminds us that God is local. God is here in Croydon, in South Norwood, here in this church now, wherever you are, in your homes, in your lives. God is wherever you happen to be, calling you into service. Whether you're as young as Samuel, like you two behind me here, whether you're older, like me, or like Neville, God still calls us. And even if you are a reader like Cicelyn, you're a priest like me, God has called you to play the organ like Andrew, to give, to offer your service of singing like John, God keeps on calling us. And we must keep on listening, being present to God, making space in our lives to hear God calling us into service. Have that space in which God could be revealed to us, not only during Epiphany Tide, but always. And so Samuel, here am I. Follow me also applies to us. As we say yes to God, whether God calls us, Pauline, Pauline, Colin, Colin, here am I. Follow me, and we follow God. Like Mary said yes, and she became the mother of our Lord. So we too must be prepared to say yes to God and trust God for wherever God may be leading us. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.